going on guys? Welcome to Caledonia Gridiron Weekly 2021 Round 3 of the Playoffs Edition. Appreciate everybody for tuning in and listening to the podcast and appreciate everybody for supporting the program. If you know somebody that's interested in Caledonia football and what we've got going on and the kind of season we're we're in the middle of right now, please share this podcast and uh, with those people and let's get this podcast out there and I appreciate you guys for tuning in, making this thing a success every week. Uh, just doing our best to, to, to give you guys a, a great show and great recap on our football program. And it's a, it's a great week to do that because we had a big, uh, big time round two victory, 27 to eight over the Warriors of Pontotoc to advance to round three of the playoffs, uh, recapping why it's historical, obviously first, first time we made it past round two because we've never even uh, been to round two prior to this year. And so that, that was big. And, First ever victory over Pontotoc as well. Caledonia is 0-10 against Pontotoc all time. So you see the tide turning for this program, and wins like that are are, are big for, for that. So big-time win for us. And I'm going to give a shout-out, just like I do every show, to all of our fans that come out and support on on Friday nights, not just at home, but but the the kind of environment you guys provide our team with on the road this year. It's It's been it's been big and it's a it's a large part of our, our success because our, our guys know that they're supported and they know that their hard work isn't for nothing because people come and and support our guys even when we're up in Pontotoc when we were up in Corinth and uh, even when we were in non-district play all the way up in Holly Springs Mississippi you guys came out and you guys supported our football team and that that that's incredible it was just a really great atmosphere and I've I've talked about kind of how kind of the how special the the road game atmosphere is for us when you consider the fact that we've got all our rowdiest, most intense fans. They're all packed into a smaller visitor section. You know, a lot of you know people didn't. We had so many people that that there wasn't uh, wasn't the seating to hold us. So everybody was just over there and 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 having a good time and making it a good environment for our team and. I'll say that was big for the win because we really controlled the dynamic of the game before it even began. You guys were into it. You guys were loud. You guys were uh, letting the opposing side of the field know uh, know what was going on over there. So thank you guys for, for making this uh, podcast a success, and thank you guys for making Friday nights a success, helping us with that. And I, I'm, I'm going to make a statement here, and it's just based on what I've seen this year. I, I think that as far as 4A football goes, I don't I don't know that there's a fan base that uh, that rivals ours right now. There are some out there, and and I think that's just uh, that's just a product of the kind of year we're having and and um, and the kind of year we're putting together the history that's being made with our football program. Been a big turnaround this year, 27-8 over Pontotoc, and we're going to get to in a minute, kind of breaking down uh, quarter by quarter, uh, drive by drive how this game went, and how we came out with the victory over Pontotoc. A huge night for us. So thank you guys for, for what y'all do and for coming to Pontotoc. It was a great night, and it's a night I, these players are going to remember for the rest of their lives and the kind of year they're having. They're, they'll, they'll remember that for the rest of their lives, and it'll follow them the rest of their lives as it should. So thank you guys for that. Looking uh, looking at the, the first quarter of this game, uh, starting from the beginning, uh, Pontotoc received the football. Um, we forced a fumble on their opening possession uh, of the game. They had made it into our uh, into our territory, I believe, and 
Um, we, we forced a fumble and recovered it, so we got the football, and we striked first on a 38-yard Darius Triplett touchdown run. The extra point was no good, so we had a 6-0 lead at that point, so we drove down the field, and uh, Darius Triplett got the ball. He does what he does best, and uh, that is those make defenders look silly out in space, and so he, he really opened up the game for us there. Uh, followed that up with a three and out on defense, and then Pontotoc followed that up defensively with a three and out of their own uh, defensively. So uh, Pontotoc got the football back, uh, and that moves us into the second quarter of the game. Caledonia gets a stop on fourth down and one to regain possession, so a big fourth down stop there. First play of that uh, following drive, Darius Triplett takes it 64 yards to the house where a touchdown extra point was good, and uh, that that was that was a collegiate run. I said it on the broadcast Friday night. That was truly a that was an elite play from from Darius Triplett. They they had him in our backfield, and uh, he escaped, and then he made a few guys look silly, and then he used kind of his elite speed and, and breakaway speed to get past the secondary. I mean, it was it, it was beautiful. I mean, it was. Highlight reel, and I'm, I'm working on that, trying to put together kind of a highlight reel of the season, and uh, we'll get to that hopefully in a few weeks. So, um, so yeah, if you guys have got any clips uh, as far as stuff you'd like to see in there, we'll try to work that in, and I'm going to try to work on that uh, for our for our players. But, yeah, Darius Triplett with a truly elite play there. It was a beautiful touchdown run, 64 yards to the house. Caledonia then leads 13-0, to zero, then force a turnover on downs yet again. Pontotoc then follows that up with a uh, forced punt, and that's when you get into late in the uh, late in the first half. We've got Pontotoc pinned deep in their own territory, and uh, Darius Triplett defensively, he intercepts a ball, and he returns it to the Pontotoc eight-yard line. Uh, Darquez Williams would then put him in at fullback, kind of as that um, jumbo set fullback kind of, and and, uh, we tossed it out to him to our near side. He gets in five yards, extra points good. Caledonia leads 20-0 to at this point. Uh, Ethan Ramirez then intercepted a ball uh, to end the first half. We took a knee and went into the halftime with a 20-0 to Lead. Uh, looking at the third quarter, there's not a lot to say about third quarter as far as uh, change of possession. Uh, received the ball to begin the half, and Pontotoc forced a turnover on downs. But it was Pontotoc's next drive that I will admit was uh, overall impressive in terms of um, eating the clock. They got the ball, and then they ate up the rest of the third quarter and uh, went into the fourth quarter. And Caledonia then forced another turnover on downs. Uh, in the uh, in the red zone, so Pontotoc had moved the ball. They were helped uh, helped by some penalties and, and stuff, but they were they were moving the ball on us. They were running the ball, and um, it was kind of bend not break for our defense. So they got the ball, I think, to our 15 yard line, and, and then we had uh, forced the the turnover on downs, and that was um, that was the beginning of the fourth quarter. So it was a long, long touchdown. Uh, excuse me, long drive from from Pontotoc and. Forced a turnover on downs, get the ball back, um, and then we were kind of helped out by some penalties on from Pontotoc as far as unsportsmanlike stuff. Um, there may have been a defensive holding call in there, maybe a face. I don't remember, but um, kind of starting to move the ball. And then, like I said, there were some there were some penalties that did kind of help us out there. We uh, drove 85 yards. Dan Wilburn gets in from one yard out 
for the touchdown. Extra point was good. Caledonia then leads late in the game, 27-0. to zero. Uh, And then it was late in the game. We had put some of our uh, – some of our younger guys defensively in there not didn't make the the entire uh, switch. We didn't put the entire junior varsity defense in there, but we did we did make some changes as far as the uh, middle of our defense. I know we made a change at um, at the linebacker positions, but uh, Pontotoka then scored a touchdown late, uh, and then that was uh, gave us the ball back, and we took a couple knees, and they uh, they converted on two point conversion on that touchdown. So final score twenty seven to eight. Caledonia. Looking offensively, kind of at uh, a few notes about the game, uh, it was it was Darius Triplett early and often that really kind of set the standard, set the tone for the game for Caledonia. And like I said, if, if uh, you have access to it, you know, go watch that um, that touchdown run of, on, of his on our second touchdown drive, uh, sixty four yards. I mean, it was uh, it was a next level play. But he's been doing stuff like that for three three years for Caledonia, so. Uh, big big time run from him, and just just big time from him in general to to open up the game for us. Um, so yeah, that was that was kind of what opened it up for us early offensively. Um, and then you look at kind of the stuff as far as between the tackles, the offensive line. They did a good job uh, blocking a really physical uh, Pontotoc defensive line, a really big, really physical defensive line uh, from Pontotoc, and they created some holes, created some space, and allowed. Um, Allowed our quarterback and Wilburn and allowed Catavis Johnson to kind of have some success uh, there and everybody. It was just a collective effort, you know, as far as as far as that goes. Um, you know, I mean, it was uh, it was a really good job from the O line just kind of to to kind of establish what we were going to do. Um, so yeah, they they had a good night um, and so just overall, when you look at that, I mean, our, our later touchdown drive. Um, in the in the fourth quarter, like I said, it was helped out with some penalties, but we drove down the field and we we iced the game. But um, that's that was kind of that that was kind of it. I mean, we we it, this is a quick football game. That this football game was over. I, I don't think it lasted much longer than two hours. I mean, it was uh, it was really quick for for a football game, and that's just because you know teams ran the ball, kind of ate the clock, and. You know, we, we did what we did in terms of controlling time of possession. And the game was over quickly. It was over quickly comparatively to, to your typical football game. So did a good job of kind of controlling that time of possession. And um, defensively, uh, like I said, bend, don't break kind of was the was the theme for us. Uh, we There were some there were some spots where kind of Pontotoc would get a little drive going, get into our territory, even kind of um, – Get near our red zone, and we just uh, we just didn't break. Uh, we like I said, we forced a couple turnovers on downs, and we just kept playing, and that was it. Like I said, a touchdown wouldn't score on our defense until uh, late, and we had replaced a, a good bit of our varsity players. So I mean, that was that was the deal. I mean, it, it you know if if we can, at the end of the day, it's about scoring points and not allowing points, and uh, we did that on on Friday night. Uh, I will say this, Pontotoc they had a dynamic quarterback. He was quick. Uh, I know that their their starting quarterback uh, was was injured. I believe it was six games a season. I, I want to say it was New Albany they were playing. I could be wrong, though. Uh, so so the ability to throw the football was something that they had earlier in the year, and, um, you know, that they, they, they were a more standard offense. But that factor was kind of taken away from them. They moved their wide receiver and corner Nick Townsend over from – 
uh, from there and put him at the uh, quarterback position. But um, in terms of running the ball, he did a, he did a pretty decent job of it, and he was able to pick up some yards on the ground for uh, for Pontotoc. And you know, so he he was a he was a big big piece of their offense in terms of moving the football. It wasn't through the air; it was on the ground. And like I said, that the dynamic there for for Pontotoc throwing the football it wasn't it wasn't really there. Uh, they they tried to do it more often than I think that they, they had the last several games. And I think same deal with Kosciuszko. And I think that just kind of had to, had to do with their game plan in terms of, you know, seeing how well we stopped the run and how well we've been able to defend the run all year. And, you know, when you're in the playoffs, I mean, it's, you know, you, you got to leave it all out on the field. You, there's no sense in keeping anything uh, in your back pocket, you know, so they, they did that. I mean, Pontotoc definitely – uh, tried to put the ball in the air, uh, not a whole lot, but like I said, they tried to do it more than I think than they uh, than they have in the last several games, and and uh, we we just did a good job of uh, we bend, but we didn't break, and we and we didn't give up a didn't didn't give up a touchdown until late in the game, and so that was just kind of the theme for us, and really a, a satisfying win for a lot of reasons. It's satisfying for these players because. Uh, these guys were 0-3 before this game against Pontotoc. They, this was a district rival for uh, for four years, from 2017-2020, and you know, we never beat them. Uh, never beat them. We we had some uh, some games against them in the 90s, and those are some pretty ugly scores. And and so just historically, it's big in, in that regard. But these players, uh, you know, these guys know what it's like to play against these guys, and uh, they know that they're a really well coached team, but that they have a really good scheme and at the end of the day we we just uh, went out there and kind of did what we did and were able to get the victory so congratulations to your coward on your football team i know it was a it was a really like i said it was a it was a great win for them i think it was uh in terms of confidence i mean they've got all the confidence in the world right now because um you know beating a team like a pontotoc that even though maybe it may have felt like a down year for them they were they may have been with half their quarterback, but they were still able to piece a team together and win their district. They won uh, Region Two a four A, so you know it it it, it wasn't a, a pushover. You know this was a this was a team that um, you know had its stuff together. They just you know kind of ran into a Caledonia team that's peaking at the right point. You know, peaking at the right point, and this is definitely the right time of year to be peaking as a team um, midway through the playoffs and. We got Louisville coming to town this week. We're going to talk about them here in a moment. Um, that's going to be a that's going to be a huge game. That's going to be um, that's going to decide. I think that's going to tell a lot about how far we have come because Louisville is a team that that's got a lot of tradition. They've got a lot of uh, a, a really high standard at Louisville, and for 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 much reason, they won ten state championships. They've never lost in a state championship game. And they're the reigning defending for a state champion. So um, plenty of reason to uh, to be excited about this game when, when a team like that comes to, uh, to Caledonia. Um, but, yeah, overall, it, it was, a, you know, it was really efficient offensive performance from us. We protected the football like we've done all year. And, you know, going into this game, which is, you know, I, I'm – we called the game against Kosciuszko, I did a few weeks ago, the biggest game in our history. And every week now, as far as we're blessed to be able to continue to play, it, it every week is the biggest game. Every week is the biggest game. And then this week is no different. This 
this week will be the biggest game, and, you know, it's win or go home. So, um, like I said, you know, efficient performance from the offense and protecting the football, like I said, it's been a – that's been a blessing this year. It's it's been something they've worked hard to to overcome. There was a lot of uh, turnovers last year that put us in some bad spots, and um, and that just comes with experience in the offense and experience, you know, doing repetitively doing over the course of several years, you know, repetitively um, running the same plays and getting extremely comfortable with what we do. So the, these guys have have really. I, I don't. I don't know the, the last game it was we lost to fumble. It, it may have been more recent than I'm thinking, but we, we just we don't put the football on the ground that much. We protect the ball. Um, you know, we've got guys that just go out there and, you know, they may not look like the um, the biggest guy on the field. They may not look like they're – they may not necessarily look the part, but they, they act the part. They behave the part. And um, but before we get into this this Louisville game, that's something I want to talk about is is I've I've kind of maybe seen some things referred to in some spots like uh, this is a Cinderella season for for Caledonia, a fairy tale type of type of thing like that you know is the underdogs like a like the movie Rudy or something like that or, or you know whatever these guys just you know that they they were you know everybody counted them out and. Um, and, and and I I understand that dynamic because you know this isn't a team that was a preseason favorite to make the final eight in four A, but as far as and that that may be kind of the vibe surrounding the team we're just going on this run it's a historic run these players internally in this team they they're aware of what they're accomplishing but it's it's no surprise to these guys you know there's the quote and I don't remember exactly how it goes but it says something to the degree of champions have a have a have a habit and and a expectation of behaving like champions before they are champions you know so if you ever want to be uh you know whatever 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 um tangible goal you're looking to achieve whether it be a district championship or uh saying that you were the not a champion, but you were the champions of round one or round two of the playoffs, you know, or, or a state champion or whatever. You know, before you achieve those things, you have to have a standard and you have to have a tradition and you have to have a routine of behaving like a champion before anyone is ever crowning you as a champion. You have to behave like a champion. You have to think like a champion. And so th- these guys do that. You know, it's uh, it's an expectation, you know, and, and – you see that in the locker room. Everybody's happy with what they're doing. They take their pictures and they soak it all up. But at the end of the day, it's it's not a you know it's not some huge thing that that that's uh, that's within this team. These guys just go out there. They expect to execute and they do it. And so you know, and that's that's what I'm impressed with with this Caledonia team is you know it just comes with experience and these guys are in a spot that they they expected to be in for. Uh, for a lot of these guys, I believe they've expected to be here for for several years, knowing that if we kept kept working, kept chipping away, that that we would be in in this spot. So, round three of the playoffs, um, you know, uncharted waters for for Caledonia. But here we are, and we're playing a team that is um, very familiar with being here this week. That that is very familiar with with being in the state championship game, with with competing for the north half all that stuff, then this is a team that, that that's just a simple expectation. And so that's why I say when it comes down to that mindset thing, that you know, that's what's impressed me about this team is just, you know, don't don't go into the game looking 
you know, looking at yourself as an underdog, just go out there and do what we do. And like Coach Kelly says every week, let's go be 1-0. and And that's kind of a coaching – maybe some people think that maybe is a coaching cliche or something like that. And it's not a it's not an idea that I have uh, – that I have – expressed enough on this podcast you know i always talk about get on here i talk about the historical stuff i talk about you know what we're doing and and how the whole year pieces together and and last week and the whole year and and weeks to come and you know i'm going to talk about this week let's go be one and oh you know we we may be a a 10 and one football team right now but none of that matters you know and, and we may have the opportunity in front of us to go do bigger things but right now we've got a 10-time state champion um, in our way. And so we've got to go execute and do what we do. We've got a team that is the reigning defending 4A state champions. And in order to achieve these things we want to achieve, that can't be done without first going 1-0 this week. Let's go 1-0. So let's take a look at uh, at Louisville now, and, and let's take a look at that team that is going to be uh, been staring across our way Um this upcoming Friday night in Caledonia, Mississippi. We are hosting this game. Louisville is coming to town. Um, they entered this game. We've got a 10-2 overall record. Uh, just kind of recapping Louisville. 10-2 overall record um, this season for Louisville. They've got a head coach, Tyrone Shorter. He's in his third season as the head coach at Louisville. And historically, Caledonia is 0-7 all-time against Louisville. Uh, with all seven of those games, they've all come since 2000, uh, 2009. I know what you're thinking. I just talked about going one and oh. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I like to recap these things. I like to give you guys information. Um, but regardless, you know, I, I, let's let's keep the mindset one and oh this week. But I like to let you guys all know kind of about the uh, historic stuff and kind of how um, how it maybe ties into the, to the game. Uh, most recent contest against Louisville. I think everybody remembers it last year. It was round one of the playoffs when Louisville defeated Caledonia. We went up to their place as a, the four seed of our district and they won their district and we went, uh, went down to their place, lost 26 to 13. And what was a defensive slugfest, uh, in round one last year it was a 13, 19 game, uh, late, uh, we had the ball. We were putting together finally a, a decent little drive, and um, we had some stuff that was called against us. And um, you know, it, it, it happens. And Louisville then responded. They 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 scored and um, iced the game, one twenty six thirteen, and Louisville went on to win the state championship. So it was a really physical Louisville team last year. I expect nothing different this year. Uh, they have a way of doing things, and they've got a standard there. And so. Uh, I, I expect this to be a, a, a similar game. You know, they're coming off a 16 to 12 victory in round two over Clarksdale. Uh, Clarksdale's a program with with a lot of tradition and a lot of uh, winning expectation as well. So that's kind of the deal here. Uh, looking at how they went in uh, in region play, they finished second in region four four A. Uh, they fell to West Lauderdale in their district, 36 to 35 in double overtime in the regular season. Uh, West Lauderdale, of course, lost to Senatobia this last Friday, so West Lauderdale is no longer uh, no longer in this thing. So uh, we've got Louisville um, as the two seed. We are the two seed, and the way it worked out that, that we're hosting is uh, it, it's first determined by who in the playoffs has, has hosted the uh, less amount of games. Well, us and Louisville have both um, – have both hosted one game, one on the road last week, 
and we're both – and then after that it comes down to who is the higher-seeded team. Well, we were both two-seed, and after that it comes down to which region is lower. Which you know, So we're classified as Region 1. That's just kind of a, a tiebreaker kind of just to decide, like, who – who goes where? So, Louisville's coming to to Caledonia this week. So it's good to good to play at home. I know we feel like we've been on the road a whole lot this year. Um, so Louisville's coming to town this week. Looking at some of their numbers this season, uh, Louisville's averaging scoring thirty three points per game, and they're averaging giving up twelve points per game. So, uh, got a solid little offense. They score some points. Definitely got a dynamic offense, and then they've got a really good. A really good defense that, that doesn't hardly let anything by them. So we got our work cut out for us uh, there. Looking at our numbers going into this game, we're averaging scoring 39 points per game and giving up 18 points per game. That's across the regular season and uh, and the playoffs. Looking at the personnel for Louisville to watch out for, um, some of the guys that, that are going to be out there uh, making plays for them. I got a senior quarterback. His name is Jace Hudspeth. He's uh, in his second year as the quarterback for Louisville. We faced off against him last year, uh, so we remember him. Kind of familiar with uh, with that style of play and the way he he does. He's a really uh, he's a really efficient high school quarterback. He's completed 62 percent of his passes on the season, uh, 1,953 yards, 21 touchdowns, and seven interceptions. So. That that's that's pretty good numbers. Uh, I will I will go ahead and put the disclaimer out there that there were not anything entered as far as official stats for their first round win over Shannon. Uh, they defeated Shannon thirty seven to twelve in round one, and there was not anything entered for that. It may be at some point, but um, I I would say if it would probably be safe to say he's got over two thousand yards and um, you know somewhere in the neighborhood neighborhood of probably 23, 24 touchdowns, something like that. But uh, that's just giving you a ballpark idea. This is what we've got for them. We do have the stats from the Clarksdale game, so uh, so that's what we've uh, that's what we got, just missing that one game. Uh, he's also got 313 yards rushing on the ground. He's got nine rushing touchdowns. So uh, he's a guy that, that is, uh, you know, so this isn't going to be like, you know, Ponotakis last week where we kind of didn't, have to focus as much on uh, on the passing game and defending the pass. This is a quarterback that's had a had a big career for Louisville. He's won a state championship last year as their starting quarterback, and he's uh, he's got two thousand yards through the air this year. So um, you know that's 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 pretty solid. They they will put the ball in the air a little bit, and you know they're going probably probably as far as offensive scheme and stuff, and just in general, you probably look at. Uh, Kosciuszko, who's in the same district as them, they kind of have a, all have a similar style of uh, – them two teams have a similar style of play in terms of how much they're going to put the ball in the air and how much they're going to keep it on the ground. But I definitely believe – I definitely believe Louisville has got, got several more weapons and several more guys we're going to have to key in on than um, Kosciuszko. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's kind of the deal there for – um, for Louisville's quarterback in terms of his numbers, so you've got to respect you know several dynamics there. You've got to you've got to play good on the back end, but then you've also got to be able to contain him because it looks like he will escape the pocket and uh, and will put the ball on the ground. So definitely some things to look out for uh, as far as that goes. Looking at their backs, uh, senior Emory James, that's going to be the lead back for Louisville, kind of based on what we're seeing. Uh, he's got 801 yards and 11 touchdowns on the season and then we got senior Ja'Cory Coleman and sophomore uh, Jackievius Gloss 
They're also getting a, a good bulk of carries uh, in the Louisville offense. Them two have combined for 637 yards and six touchdowns. On the season, you've got uh, senior Jarvis Rush. That's going to be the leading receiver coming into this game for uh, for Louisville. He's got 691 receiving yards, seven touchdowns on the season. Junior uh, Kierian Jackson, he's got 525 receiving yards, four touchdowns. Then you've got junior Jaden Triplett. He's got 382 yards and six touchdowns on the season. And looking at what they've done in the playoffs, 37-12 victory over Shannon at home and a 16-12 victory over Clarksdale on the road. Looking uh, looking closer at what they did at Clarksdale, uh, because you know I, the way I see it, you're you're only as good as your your most recent uh, outing. You know you always had the opportunity to uh, to get better, but um, Louisville had a pretty impressive performance as far as uh, defensive side of the ball against Clarksdale, 16 to 12. Looked like a defensive slugfest kind of game, and that was a game that kind of had a lot of hype going into it around the around the state and around 4A. So uh, Louisville picked up the victory. Uh, looking offensively at what uh, Louisville was able to accomplish in a game like that, uh, had 228 total yards. Um, Jace Hudspeth, he was efficient. He went 15 for 22, had 138 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Kieran Jackson and Jaden Triplett were the two receivers that had caught those touchdowns for Louisville. Uh, they finished with 90 rushing yards. They averaged three and a half yards per carry. You had Emory James and Ja'Cory Coleman were the two backs that were getting the, the bulk of those carries for for Louisville. So you look at how, kind of how that lines up. We're, we're a team that, you know, just look at last year. I mean, it, it, we, we, you know, we didn't allow them to run the football on us. We, we didn't. Um, you know, but by, by large, that was uh, – that was kind of the deal for us. And you look at kind of coming off, like I said, a bend, don't break uh, performance for us. Um, you know, I think there's going to be some spots where uh, we are going to have to tighten up, I think, on the defensive line. They've got a big physical offensive line, and so we've got to continue to kind of create uh, create that penetration and to create kind of that, um, that run-stopping ability between the tackles for us. But – uh, you know, you look at Pontotoc and kind of how that game went. Like I said, it was bend, don't break. So they picked up some yards in some spots on the ground, and they got the ball <clears throat> close to our uh, – near our red zone. They got into our red zone uh, at one point. And the thing about Louisville is we're, we're, we're facing a team where we got to respect the pass as well. So um, you, you can't just expect to stop the run and to kind of – you know, that be the, the table of the tape for the game, you know, if – Louisville gets in a spot where they put one of those drives together and start driving the driving the ball down the field on the ground. Uh, we've still got to respect the pass, you know, which is something we didn't have to key in on as much <clears throat> against Pontotoc. So that's kind of the uh, that's kind of the deal here. I mean, we've got to uh, we've got to be able to be be disciplined to the point to where they get it. They get a drive together and they're you know they're close to our red zone and they're knocking on the door. Uh, we can't let anything uh, let anything in the back end. So that's kind of uh, that's kind of what I think is going to be going to be big for us is a uh, big play in the secondary. I think I think uh, Darius Triplett, you know, he he's he's one of those guys in in four A that I, I I still believe is one of the more underrated players in four A, uh, no doubt about it. Um, you know, people are starting to kind of pick up on hey this guy is good and he's been good for a long time, but. Uh, I think that 
we're at that point now, not just on offense, on defense. You know, he had a pick against Pontotoc that um, that, that, that set up our third touchdown, and he played really well in the secondary. So just, just you know, good play in the secondary. Keywon White is going to be big. Um, you know, Braden Walters is kind of battling uh, injury on his hand. I noticed on, on Friday night he was still he was still good to go. His hand was in a cast, and he still played. Um, so. Is he going to be 100%? Is he going to be 100% good to go? You know, is, he, is there not going to be any limitations on his game? We will see. Um, him and Karsten Glett have done a really good job at the safety position this year. Two juniors that are um, have really, really progressed as the season has gone on. So um, the secondary has really, overall, has really improved as the year has gone on for Caledonia, especially over the last few games. So that's going to be big, like I said. You know, I feel good about our front seven, our ability to limit what they do on the ground. But, like I said, we're going to have to key in on, on some other spots here, and, and, and that includes in the passing game. So, you know, if, if they get if they get something going on the ground, are we going to be able to uh, to continue to stay disciplined? And, and our safeties, are they going to be able to continue to be where they need to be? Or, you know, are we going to get, uh, you know, are we going to get used to the same thing and then get burnt um, down the field so uh, we'll see kind of uh, we'll see if we you know we show up to play and what we do uh, offensively what do I think the key is going to be on that side of the ball and when I pick a key uh, on either side of the ball I, I, I like to think um, you know I kind of like to look at maybe a, a spot that maybe is more more so a weakness for us and I like to question and kind of challenge that that area can we pick that up this week um you know, and so I think I think defensively, when I when we talk about a, um, you know, a Caledonia defense that you know really over the last two years, three years, that has has really overall done a really good job of stopping the run, and then the secondary has I wouldn't say been the the weak spot of the defense traditionally. Um, it's it's improved definitely over the last few games, and and. We've just got to keep that improvement, kind of keep that same trend going defensively. So offensively, what do I think the the key force is going to be? I think it's going to be uh, developing the best, uh, having the best scheme possible. You know, I think it's going to be um, obviously great effort from up front from our offensive linemen and uh, great blocking on the perimeter. That That's going to be big and uh, the kind of effort we play with and you know, we're going up against guys here. You know, it doesn't really get more bigger, faster, stronger, more physical than Louisville. So we've got to live up to that. We've got to live up to the expectation, and we've got to come ready to go. Uh, and so I think that's that's going to be a big thing. You know, is can we uh, find a way to, to to have great effort and to um, develop the best scheme and and scheme it right? And can we, you know, can we can we put these guys in some spots where um, where they're a little bit fooled on on what we're doing? offensively so you know this is we're at that point of the year when we put 31 points on uh, on Kosciuszko we put we put um, 27 points on Pontotoc so you look at kind of the regular season how that compares uh, we still it was really a two efficient offensive games um, but in terms of, of those numbers you know it, it's it's been more so based on efficiency in the playoffs I think you know it we're playing a higher quality of teams these aren't teams that we're always just going to be able to um, you know, dominate the scoreboard and put as many points on the board as as maybe some teams we played in the regular season. Um, you know, I mean, and then there there was a certain, there were several games where that that was kind of the case where we kind of just had the ability to do what we uh, what we wanted to do and 
um, and that definitely helped our numbers, and it definitely helped our, our chase to this team setting the new school record for most points scored in a season. So that's the deal. I mean, you know, that that's that's what we're, we're looking at here. We've, you know, we just got to continue that trend, I think, of efficiency and not lighten the scoreboard up because this isn't, this isn't going to be one of those games, folks. I mean, this is a, a Louisville defense, 12 points per game given up. That speaks for itself. We get, we got to scheme it right. We got to be in the right places, and we've just got to. Um, well, at the end of the day, I think what it's going to come down to is who who is the um, who's the smarter football team. Who who is the who is the football team that's going to make the least amount of mistakes? Because I I know we're going to be physical. I know Louisville's going to be physical. You know that's that's not I don't think is going to be the issue here. Both both teams understand what's on the line. Both teams understand that it's win or go home, and, and we've got to play with you know 110 percent effort every time. You know that that's not really concerning me. I, I I know our guys will come out there ready to uh, to provide that. I know their guys will too because they have a standard there. Who who's the smarter football team going to be? Um, can we keep those mistakes in check? You know, we did a fairly good job of that against uh, Pontotoc in terms of. Um, allowing when it comes to the emotions and maybe what they were giving us in terms of um, post-play theatrics, you know, keeping ourselves in check and, and not allowing uh, ourselves to, to to get into any of that and to uh, not allowing it to negatively affect our game plan, and not, not allowing it to negatively affect uh, positive stuff we do on the field. So, you know, when, when you pick up a first down and, and you know, you we, we've got a – you know, and, and you can't allow stuff like that to um, to get in the way and you get a stop on defense. Well, let's go celebrate with our team. Let's celebrate with our team. And, you know, let's let's move on to the next play. In other words, we've got to act like we've been there before, you know. So not just in terms of uh, in, in terms of keeping our emotions in check and, um, and, and behaving in a sportsmanlike way. It's also execution, you know, which team is going to be, like I said, it comes down to scheme, but also which team is going to have the personnel that is going to execute that scheme at a higher level, you know, and that's what it's going to come down to. This is a clash, folks. This is a clash. This is, this is a game that I don't think needs a lot of introduction. Our guys, you know, remember what it was like to go up there and, and to have their season ended at Louisville a year ago and, Lewis was coming off a state championship year. So this is going to be a great game. I'm looking forward to a great game with Lewis for, um, they, like I said, program with a lot of tradition. Ten state championships speaks for itself. And, you know, this is this is a point, you know, that we're, this is round three of the playoffs. We, we, don't, we don't have to ask the question, oh, is this team any good? Yes, this team is good. Uh, this team is really good. This team is really good, and they're really physical and um, on – all three phases of the game. So um, this is this is going to be a slugfest. I think it's going to be a big X factor for us playing at home. I think in terms of the mental uh, factor for our teams, in terms of, uh, like I said, playing at home, I, I think it would have been maybe, I won't say a disappointment, but it would have been somewhat of a letdown had we had to win on the road. And, um, you know, playing at home I think is going to be big. And we need, uh, we need everybody within a – a 50 mile radius. I mean, we we need everybody to come on out to Caledonia this Friday night. It's going to be a uh, a clash, like I said. Everybody, uh, fans, students, alumni, parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, uh, community members, anybody, 
you know, come on out and support your California football team because it's win or go home, you know. And the way I see it is this this team has raised the standard and is continuing to raise the standard every week for Caledonia football and what to expect from Caledonia football. And, you know, there, I don't think there's, there's not an expectation with this team that this could be, you know, the last game for us this year. And that's another thing, like I said. You know, it's going to be a great game, and neither team should enter it with that with that with that thought process. You know, both teams should should kind of have that thought process of going out there and expecting to win, and who wants it more? That's that's what I hope this game comes down to. You know, I don't want it to come down to uh, you know to who makes the least amount of mistakes. It will be a factor, but I don't want it to be be a situation where who has. Um, who has the least amount of unsportsmanlike penalties called on. You know, everyone wants a great game here. We want a good, clean game, and we want to see these guys go uh, put on for their communities. So our communities, uh, let's let's come together and let's uh, let's give these guys a great home crowd at, like we have, have been doing all year. You know, you guys have been ready for this. This, is, this has been what everybody's been hungry for for years and years and years is for us to have a – a successful winning football program and you guys have delivered this year you guys have proven that you uh, that you that you've been ready for it so you know don't have to say much beyond that third round um I, i've heard something about um you know we're gonna try and get an alumni section going uh, that's the category i, I fit into and uh, a lot of others that are excited about this team let's let's do it i mean let's 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 bring your alumni everybody you know, if, if you're a former player, if you're a former student, if you, you've ever been interested in Caledonia football, if you are right now, don't, you know, let's get that going and, and let's uh, let's make it standing room only and let's make this thing a, a true home field advantage for our football team. Let's create a great atmosphere and um, and then let's go be 1-0. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that's unfortunately probably the first time I've said on the show, I should have been saying a little bit more, let's go be 1-0 this week. That's what we want to what's what we want to put into our guys that's what we want to uh, the mindset we want those guys to have let's go be one to know this week against the reigning defending 4a state champions the lewisville wildcats let's go do it i uh, didn't have an interview on the show this week um you know like i said it try to do as much of that as i can in the regular season and then devote you know everything in the playoff episodes to uh, spotlight on the players and the games and just everything that's happening on on the field uh, that that's that's really what the what the purpose is here. So, um, you know, we we may see something like that down the road. And, and as far as this the future of this podcast and what we're kind of looking at doing, uh, maybe in the off season we may see some changes. We may see maybe maybe we'll see something to where not you know this this can't be kept up at a weekly rate in the off season just because there's simply not enough happening. Um, you know, I would say around the high school football program to deliver 52 weeks a year worth of content but maybe once a month you know once we get there but we're not thinking about the off season yet we're thinking about going one and oh so let's go one and oh this friday and uh not just our players you know all of our supporters you guys will be going one and oh with us so appreciate everybody for tuning in to the caledonia gridiron weekly podcast this week uh, like I said, if you know anybody that is interested in Caledonia football and uh, is interested and um, would be interested in the Caledonia football talk show, this is uh, pretty much what this is, a weekly uh, talk show on Caledonia High School 
uh, football, showcasing our players and, and bringing a highlight to uh, to what they do. So if you if you know somebody like that, if you know a, a relative, a, a team family member, a member of the community, just anybody that's that, that's interested in California football, um, share this podcast. Go ahead and send it their way. This podcast is going to be available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor is where I'll upload it and what I will share. So. No matter how you get your podcast, you can listen to the Caledonia Gridiron Weekly podcast, and um, you know there's there's uh, there's expectation. Just like you don't hope to win, you got to expect to win. We expect to uh, to be making another podcast next week, and uh, for it not to be the the season wrap up podcast, for it to be the North Half Championship edition of the podcast. That's the expectation. Looking forward to a good game with Louisville. Thank you guys for tuning in. Swords up, burn the ships, and we will see you Friday night.